أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإلى ثمود and the people of Thamud أخاهم their brother صالحا صالح عليه السلام after the people of Ad the people of Thamud are being mentioned here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also sent them guidance He sent them a messenger also and that messenger was also from among themselves it was their brother صالح عليه السلام what did he say to them? Qala he said, Ya qawmi, O my people, u'budullaha, worship Allah. Why? Because malakum min ilahin ghayruh. You don't have any God but Him. He is your God. He is the one who made you. He is the one who gave you everything you have. He alone deserves your worship. So worship Him alone. And then He reminds them of Allah's blessings on them. Because you see, when you realize someone's favors on you, only then you can be grateful. When you're grateful, then you can be compliant. So he reminded them of Allah's blessings on them. First of all, he said, "Huwa ansha'akum min al-ard." He is the one who has produced you from the earth. Ansha'a yunshiu insha' from the root letters nun shin hamza to cause to grow to give rise. He has caused you to grow min al-ardi from the earth. Look at your body. How were you when you were born? So tiny. So small, so incapable, so weak. But then what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused your body to grow. Where did you get your food, your nutrition from? From the earth. He made you to grow. He caused your body to rise, to grow, to become stronger. هُوَ أَنْشَأَكُمْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ He has produced you. وَاسْتَعْمَرَكُمْ And secondly, he has made you inhabit fiha in it, meaning in this earth. Istamara. What's the root? Ain mim ra. Umur means age. Imara is to populate a place. Remember in Surah Tawbah we learned this word over and over again. Where imaratul masjid al haram, populating the sacred mosque. So wastamarakum fiha, meaning he has allowed you, he has enabled you to live in this earth. Think about it. Think about human settlements all over the earth. We have people living in extreme cold climates. We have people living in places that are extremely hot. We have people living in rainforests, in deserts, in mountains, by the rivers, by the seas, by the oceans. I mean, every part of the world, what will you find? Who will you find? People. And people who are not just living in temporary housing, but who are settled. Even if it's a very small community, they're settled. They have homes, they have their means of transportation, they have their livelihood. Istamarakum fiha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the ability to inhabit the earth, to make your homes here. He has given you long lives to enjoy in this dunya. Wastamarakum fiha. Fastaghfiruhu. So seek forgiveness from him. What should you do now? Remember your sins and injustices. On the one hand, remember his favors. Remember his blessings on you. His ihsan on you. And on the other hand, remember your sins also. So seek forgiveness from him. ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ Then do tawbah to him. Repent to him. إِنَّ رَبِّي قَرِيبٌ مُجِيبٌ Indeed, my Lord is qareeb. He is mujib. Who is qareeb? The one who is near, not far. Who is mujib? The one who responds. Doesn't ignore. 
Who is my Lord? Qareeb. He is near with His mercy. You turn to Him, He will accept you. You won't find Him far. It won't take much effort on your part to reach out to Allah. You can call on Him from anywhere. Anywhere. Even without verbalizing your feelings. You can call on Him in your heart. So secret, so deep, that not even a single person can hear. He is so qareeb, He will hear you, even in your heart. He will hear you. He will hear the conversation going on in your heart, because He is qareeb. Why is Salih introducing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with these names, with these sifat? Because you see, people who worship their idols, what happens? They have to go to their idol. Sometimes they have to travel and go and take offerings and try to do something to please them. And people do the most craziest of things even. I spent a couple of years in Karachi in Pakistan and there was a shrine over there by the sea. And people used to come there from all over. All over. They would come over there in order to pray to that person who was in his grave and also offer charity or whatever it was. And you would find people walking barefoot. Not because they were poor and they didn't own shoes. No, they would be holding their shoes in their hands. Or their shoes would be in their bags. Was there a fear that their shoes would get lost or stolen? No, because you didn't have to take your shoes off until you actually reached really high up there. And there was like at least a hundred something steps that you would have to climb. People who are dressed so nicely, so well off. I mean, they're coming and they're taking their shoes off on a very filthy road, you know, hot road, and they're just walking like that. Why? To please their idol. I mean, that's an idol basically, right? Those whom they worship besides Allah. And they have to travel from so far. You might say, well, you also have to travel to Makkah. That's a different kind of a journey. When you make dua to Allah, when you ask Him for something, you can ask Him anywhere, in any state. Qareebun. And he is mujib. He is someone who responds. Because he hears. He knows what you want. And he is capable of giving you what you need also. So, oh people, why do you go to these idols? What can they give you? How can they benefit you? Allah is the one who listens to your pleas. He is the one who fulfills your requests. Qalu, they said, Ya Salih, O Salih, Qad kunta, you used to be fina amongst us marjuan, a man of promise. Qabla hadha, before this. Marjuan is from the root letters, rajim wow, from the word raja. What does raja mean? Hope. Now, marju, maf'ul, the one in whom you have a lot of hopes. Meaning, someone whom you expect a lot out of. You have high hopes, you have great expectations of them. So what are they saying over here? Oh Saleh, we used to think very highly of you. And we used to think you were going to do a lot of good things. I mean, we had great expectations of you. Before this. Before what? Before you became like what you've become now. And unfortunately, these kind of things, people have to hear today from who? Their fellow Muslim brothers and sisters. Really? You've become so different? We expected a lot from you. You know, something else. Before you became different. So they said something similar. قَدْ كُنْتَ فِينَا مَرْجُوًا قَبْلَ هَذَا 
What does it show to us about Salih alayhi salam? That he was a very noble person. He was one of the best people of his nation. Someone who possessed very good qualities because of which his people had high hopes of him. And this teaches us about the Prophets of Allah, that the Prophets of Allah were the best men from among their nations. In what sense? Best in what sense? Morally. Because who wins the hearts of people? Someone who's very rich? No. Many times instead of winning people, they lose them. People with power, do they win the hearts of people easily? No. Again, same thing happens. As soon as they get power, people get upset with them. Or they are unfair with people, so the people leave them. Who is it that people are attracted to? People who have good values. People who have a high moral standard. People who are truthful. People who are honest. People who are generous. The Prophet ﷺ, before he received prophethood, did he have a good reputation amongst his people? Yes, he was known as Al-Sadiq, Al-Ameen. When he came first to put the black stone in the Kaaba, everybody was happy that, okay, Muhammad has come, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. whatever he decides, whatever he does, we're happy with him. Because we trust him. He's a good man. Likewise, Salih salam, he was known as a good man in his nation. So the people said, we had very high hopes of you. What happened to you? Atanhana? Are you stopping us? An-na'buda that we worship? Ma ya'budu aba'una? That which our forefathers used to worship? They said, Oh Salih, what has happened to you? What went wrong? What are you telling us? You're telling us that we should stop worshiping these gods whom our forefathers have been worshiping? You want us to change our established ways? I mean, this is our culture. This is our tradition. This is who we are. These idols, they define us. I mean, they're a part of us, we are a part of them. This is something that our forefathers have always been doing. Why are you telling us to stop this? They said, وَإِنَّنَا And indeed we, lafi shakin. We are surely in doubt. Mimma About that which tad'una ilayhi. You call us to. We are in a lot of doubt about that which you are calling us to. And doubt, shak, that is murib. That is unsettling. Murib is from the root letters, Rayaba. Remember we did the word raib at the very beginning of the Qur'an. Raib and shak, both are used for doubt. But raib is a kind of doubt that makes you unsettled. I mean, you're confused. You don't know what to do. Some things, if you're doubtful about them, what do you do? You're like, whatever, and just leave it. Or you say, whatever, and you just do it. But other times... There are some things about which you have a doubt, and that doubt, it just keeps bothering you. You're not settled. You're neither here nor are you there. So they said, what you've said to us, what you're telling us, we find it very strange. And we actually doubt you a lot. And it's such doubt that's making us very restless. We're not at peace. We're not happy with what you're telling us. In Surah Sa'ad, ayah number 5, we learned that the Mushrikeen of Makkah said something similar. They said, أَجَعَلَ الْآلِهَةَ إِلَهُ وَاحِدَ إِنَّ هَذَا لَشَيْءٌ عُجَابٌ They said, this man, Muhammad wasallam, he has made all our gods into one god. That he's saying, leave all the gods and worship only one god. This is shayun ujab. This is something strange. 
There's no way we can do it. Ajeeb. And the people of Salih they said something similar. They said, what are you telling us? Strange. How can we leave it? How can we leave our gods? And this is man's weakness. What is man's weakness? That whatever he's been doing for a very long time, he gets comfortable with it. And he thinks that is the best way to do that particular action. And if somebody tells him a different way, a different strategy, he's not happy. It's like if you've always had the furniture in your room set in a particular way from the day you were born till today, and one day your friend comes over and she says, oh my God, why is your bed over here? Move it there. And why is your table here? Move it here. And you're like, no, come on. Why are you saying that? I've always had it this way. An easier example would be if you've always had your hair cut a particular way from your childhood. And then somebody tells you, no, no, do your hair in a different way. Would you be comfortable at the beginning? No. Many times it happens. People get that done and then they switch back. They're like, no, no, I'm not ready for that change. It's just too weird for me, too different for me. So what you're used to you think that is the right way to do it. But it's not necessarily true. There could be a better way also. Likewise, what the majority is upon, we think that is right. And if there is a minority doing something different, saying something different, we don't want to follow them. قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ Salih he said, O oh my people, أَرَأَيْتُمْ Have you thought about this? إِن كُنْتُ عَلَى بَيِّنَةٍ If I were upon clear evidence, مِنْ Rabbi from my Lord, وَآتَانِي And he gave me minhu from himself rahmatan mercy Meaning, I've shown you a clear evidence I've told you what I've told Based on clear evidence I've clarified it to you And there is no doubt You know, in the truthfulness of what I'm telling you And Allah has given this mercy to me What mercy? Of prophethood And you don't want me to tell you You don't want me to convey this message to you You don't want to hear it You find it strange and you want me to stop. So if I stop, فَمَن يَنصُرُنِي مِنَ اللَّهِ Who's going to help me against Allah? إِنْ عَصَيْتُهُ If I were to disobey Him. Because you see, many times people, they like you, but they don't like what you're telling them. They don't like what you're doing. They will tell you even, I like you, but I just don't agree with what you're doing. I like you, you're a very good person, but this hijab of yours, no way. You know, on paper, you are perfectly qualified for this job. However, your outfit, uh-uh, not welcome here. So at that point, what are you supposed to do? If somebody finds your outfit strange, and because of that, they're not willing to accept you. They want you to change your outfit. They want you to change your ways. So at that time, remember, فَمَن مِنَ اللَّهِ إِنْ عَصَيْتُهُ if we comply to the wishes of people, who's going to help us against Allah? On the day of judgment, what excuse will we have to offer? The Prophet ﷺ, wasn't he told by his people, stop telling what you're telling us, we don't want to hear you? Wouldn't people put fingers in their ears when Nuh ﷺ, he conveyed the message to them? At the beginning of the surah, didn't we learn that they would cover themselves up, they would put their heads between their knees to not even look at the Prophet of Allah? Wouldn't they do that to completely ignore him? So if you're facing such reaction from people, does that mean you stop? Does that mean you stop? No. If you want to eat something, and you want your mother to cook it, and you go and ask her, Mom, can you please make this? And she says, no way. I'm too tired. What will you do? 
Okay, mom, I understand you're tired. Why don't you go take a break for a whole day and don't cook anything? I'll do everything in the kitchen. Is that what you do? What do you do? What do you need? Tell me, I'll go get it. You don't give up. Have you ever seen children begging their parents at Walmart? Especially Walmart? The way they're wailing and they're crying as if they are the most miserable creatures on the earth who've got no toys in the world. You know, holding on to those toys with dear life and just crying and screaming. They want it. They're going to get it. The other day I was at the store and my daughter, she just sat on this toy car and she became her typical noise box. You know, that's what we call her when she's screaming a lot. And I literally failed. I mean, I couldn't fight her there. We didn't need that car. But I had no choice but to get it because I felt horrible for making her cry that way. And secondly, I was like, quiet already because you're kind of embarrassing me. Because it sounded like as if I was torturing her or something. She didn't give up. Firm. I want this car. I want it. But what happens with us? Like, okay, okay. We'll listen to you. When you are firm, Allah will help you. And remember, when you become shaky and you leave, then who can help you against Allah? So Salih made it clear, فَمَن يَنصُرُنِي مِنَ اللَّهِ إِنْ عَصَيْتُهُ فَمَا تَزِيدُونَنِي غَيْرَ تَخْسِيرِ You know, highlight this. If I listen to you, فَمَا تَزِيدُونَنِي You will not increase me غَيْرَ تَخْسِيرِ Except in loss. If I listen to you, if I follow you, you're only gonna make me a loser. And you're gonna take me further and further into loss. فَمَا تَزِيدُونَنِي غَيْرَ تَخْسِيرِ It's very, very important to remember this. You know, there's some people in your life who, whenever they tell you something, they show you something, it's beneficial for you. But then there's these other people who, you've noticed that every time you listen to them, you end up suffering. They tell you, let's go for a quick walk, you know, nobody's watching. And then what happens? You get caught. They tell you, wear something, and you wear it, and you look like a, you know. And then you're like, why did I listen to them? Every time you listen to them, you know that you're going to suffer in one way or the other. So what do you do with such people? Even if they're telling you something, you're like, thank you very much. Thanks, but no thanks. So remember, some people, their advice is beneficial. But others, their advice is not beneficial at all. Not beneficial at all. If there is somebody who's failed a lot at school, and they tell you, you know what? Why are you going to this counselor? I'll tell you what you should study. I'll tell you what courses you should take. Forget all these counselors just sitting there to make money and waste your time and everybody's time. I'll tell you. What are you going to do? Take their advice? No. You know that if you follow them, فَمَا تَزِيدُونَنِي غَيْرَ تَخْسِيرِ So from far, you avoid them. So just like that, remember there are some people who take you closer to Allah. And there are others who take you far from Allah. Those who take you far from Allah, realize they're only going to increase you in loss. So be careful. وَيَا قَوْمِ And he said, O oh my people, هَذِهِ نَاقَةُ اللَّهِ لَكُمْ آيَةِ This is the she-camel of Allah. For you, ayah, as a sign, as a miracle. Because you see, Salih spoke to them with evidence and said, oh, you haven't really brought us any bayina. 
So what happened? They demanded a miracle. They said, you know what? We want a camel to walk out of this mountain. So Salih he made dua to Allah. You know, because the prophets, they always wanted guidance for their people. So as a last resort, you know, maybe they will believe. Maybe. Perhaps they will believe. So he begged and begged. And what happened? The she-camel, it did appear from the mountain. It just walked out. The mountain just split open and a camel walked out in front of their eyes. So he said, Oh people, this is a she-camel for you. Allah's she-camel, Allah sent it. It is an ayah, a miracle. فَذَرُوهَا So leave her. تَأْكُلْ فِي أَرْضِ اللَّهِ Let her eat in the earth of Allah. وَلَا تَمَسُّوهَا بِسُوءٍ And don't touch her with any evil. Meaning don't touch her with the intention of inflicting any harm on her. Because if you do that, فَيَأْخُذَكُمْ عَذَابٌ قَرِيبٌ Then a very near punishment is going to seize you. Notice how he describes the punishment. عَذَابٌ قَرِيبٌ It's not far. It's very near. Meaning as soon as you harm this camel, the punishment is going to descend on you. Then you won't have any more chance. Now this she-camel, as you know, it would drink up all their water also. So what happened? Days were appointed. One day was... This she-camel's turn and the other day was the turn off, the people and their animals. Now, imagine, a camel drinks up all the water. That's quite unusual. A normal camel cannot do that. So first of all, it walks out of the mountain and secondly, it drinks up all the water. That's a clear sign, no doubt about it. But you see, someone who is willing to understand, they will understand, they will believe, even with a few evidences. Someone who's willing to change, someone who's willing to listen, a little bit uh, words of advice are even sufficient for them. But someone who doesn't want to listen, who doesn't want to change, no matter what proof, what evidence, what you give them, what you show them, are they going to change? Are they going to listen? No. So just like that, these people, they weren't willing to change, they weren't willing to understand. So even this miracle didn't have an impact on them. What did they do? The exact thing that Salih told them not to do. They touched the camel with evil, meaning with an evil intention. And what was that? Aqaru is from Aqar. Aqar is basically the tendon or the muscle which is around the ankle. So you know like right behind your ankle there's like this bone. And if you ever see the muscles, like a picture that shows the muscles of your foot, there are muscles back there. And in animals, they're much bigger. So a camel is a huge animal. And in order to slaughter it, the first thing is you have to cripple the animal. Cripple it so that it can't run away, it can't attack you. And there are different ways that people use. One way is that you just cut the feet off quickly, so that the camel will cripple and then it's easy for you to slaughter it quickly. So, فَعَقَرُوهَا They cut those tendons, the hamstring muscle, and that marked the beginning of the slaughter. So basically they slaughtered the camel. فَقَالَ So he said, Okay, تَمَتَّعُوا فِي دَارِكُمْ Stay in your houses ثَلَاثَةَ أَيَّامٍ Three days. Stay in your houses for three days. You have only three days. If you want to repent, you have these three days. And if you don't want to, go ahead. But after the three days, the punishment will come. ذَلِكَ وَعْدٌ That is a promise. غَيْرُ مَكْذُوبٌ That is not to be denied. That is not to be rejected. Meaning it will definitely come true. مَكْذُوبٌ is from كَذِبٌ What is كَذِبٌ? A lie. 
So this is a promise that is not a lie, meaning it's true. It's definitely going to come into effect. But his people still ridiculed him, still mocked at him. The three days they were given, they didn't take advantage of that. فَلَمَّا جَاءَ أَمْرُنَا Then when our command came, نَجَّيْنَا صَالِحًا We saved Salih alayhi salam. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ And those who believed with him, بِرَحْمَةٍ مِنَّا With special mercy from us. وَمِنْ خِزْيِ يَوْمَئِذٍ And we saved them from the humiliation of that day, from the disgrace of that day. What was the humiliation of that day? Punishment. إِنَّ رَبَّكَ Indeed your Lord, who al-qawi, He is the strong, al-aziz, the mighty, exalted in might. Meaning, people can mock, okay, but at the end, can they resist the punishment of Allah? Can they escape His plan? No. إِنَّ رَبَّكَ هُوَ الْقَوِيُّ الْعَزِيزِ People can be strong, but who is stronger than them? The one who made them. People can be mighty, but who is more mighty than them? The one who made them. وَأَخَذَ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا And it ceased. Who? الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا Those people who did ظلم. What seized them? الصَّيْحَةُ The صَيْحَةُ The scream, the shriek. It seized them. فَأَصْبَحُوا فِي دِيَارِهِمْ So they became in their homes جاثمين Fallen prone. Fallen on their knees. Two words over here. صَيْحَةُ And جاثمين. صَيْحَةُ Is from the root letter صَادْ يَاحَةُ And sayha is basically the sound of wood that is being cut. Have you ever heard wood being cut? What kind of a sound is that? It's like a shriek. And also this word is used for the sound of cloth when it's being ripped. You know what I'm talking about? Cloth when it's being ripped. Think about a big piece of cloth and when you rip it, what kind of sound comes? Let me relate it with you. Tape gun or tape. When you take the tape and you just pull it, what kind of sound comes? It's like a loud shriek. Is it annoying? Oh yeah, very annoying. Sayha is also used for every loud noise. That is meaningless. Meaningless meaning it's not like somebody is calling or somebody is saying something. It's not like a bell that is calling for your attention. It's just loud noise. That startles people, fills their heart with fear. This is what sayha is. So this sayha sees these people. These people, they lived in houses which they had built within mountains that could withstand heavy rains, storms, and even earthquakes. They had you know, houses that were very, very safe and secure. How did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroy them? With a sound, with a blast, with noise. Noise, loud sound. Does it cause glass to crack? Yes. If it can cause physical things to break, it can also cause people to die. Loud sound can cause people to die. And this sound was also very, very loud a loud scream because of which they died. And how did they die? Fidiyarim jathimin. Jathimin is from juthum. And juthum is when someone is fallen on their knees, brought to their knees, fallen on their knees. What does that show? They were humiliated. They were brought to their knees. They were fallen face down in humiliation, in utter disgrace. The same people who were so proud, so arrogant. What happened? Humiliated. 
Their bodies lay in their homes. They died there. But they were as though لَمْ يَغْنَوْ فِيهَا They had never dwelt therein. يَغْنَوْ is from غَيْنُونِيَا غَنِيَا بِالْمَكَانِ is to stay in some place, to live in a place for a long time. But their bodies lay as though they never lived there. أَلَا Unquestionably, إِنَّ ثَمُودَ كَفَرُوا رَبَّهُمْ Indeed, Thamud disbelieved in their Lord. أَلَا بُعْدًا لِثَمُودَ Unquestionably, away with Samud. Meaning, may they be far away from Allah's mercy. Their homes turned into their graveyards. No traces of life remained in their homes, in their houses. The same people who were not willing to give up a little bit for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What happened? They lost everything at the end. We see that the messengers, they conveyed to the best of their capacity. They showed the miracle, they showed evidence, whatever they could. The messengers didn't give up. And think about the people of Thamud, how they had so much time, then a miracle was shown, they were warned, and then they killed the camel, and again they had a three-day respite. What does it show? How much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants guidance for people. How much the prophets of Allah tried to convey the message to the people. So at the end, if someone doesn't listen, whose fault is it? It's their own. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just as He has perfected worldly blessings for us, He has given us everything we need, from oxygen to food to water to you know, every kind of nutrition and rizq we need, perfected blessings for us, worldly physical blessings. He has also perfected the ways of guidance. In the sense that He has offered guidance to people in different, different ways. And if a person chooses to close his eyes and remain blind, then like Nuh said to his people, it cannot be forced on you. It cannot be forced on you. You have to change. You have to be willing to accept. And if you don't, that's your choice. But realize that that has consequences. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَإِلَى ثَمُودَ أَخَاهُمْ صَالِحًا قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ غَيْرُهُ هُوَ أَنْشَأَكُمْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ وَاسْتَعْمَرَكُمْ فِيهَا فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ إِنَّ رَبِّي قَرِيبٌ قَالُوا يَا صَالِحُ قَدْ كُنْتَ فِيْنَا مَرْجُوًا قَبْلَ هَذَا أَتَنْهَانَا أَنْ نَعْبُدَ مَا يَعْبُدُ آبَاؤُنَا وَإِنَّنَا لَفِي شَكٍ مِمَّا تَدْعُونَا إِلَيْهِ